0: This Marketplace podcast is supported by Mosey Cloud Backup by EMC. Protect your critical files with maximum security from Mosey Cloud Backup and securely access them anywhere, including your smartphone or tablet. Visit Mosey.com to learn more. Mosey, it's always there. Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. On the program
1: today, what happens to policy when the economic data doesn't work? We'll tell you about that. Why do airlines have such lousy computers? And we'll find you the intersection between cupcakes and Bitcoin. Seriously, we will. From American public media, this is Marketplace.
0: This podcast is supported by 23andMe DNA Kit, designed to provide over 200 personalized health reports and knowledge to make informed personal health decisions. Your DNA kit is available at 23andMe.com slash Marketplace. From the
1: Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdahl. This is the Marketplace Podcast for Wednesday, the 17th of April. Glad you could be with us. All right, so what would you do if I told you that the debate we've been having in this country the past, what, three-ish years or so over government spending, debt and deficits, in other words, was faulty based on research that was questionable? That'd be quite something, Right. Well, it might also be the truth. The data used in a highly influential paper by Harvard economists Ken Rogoff and Carmen Reinhart has been shown to have some problems. Tim Fernholtz covers the economy for Quartz, the Atlantic Business Channel. Tim, thanks for coming in. It's always a pleasure. So what, in layman's terms, what was the mistake here that, that Reinhart and Rogoff made?
2: They made the most glaring error was a mistake in Excel. They had a spreadsheet with a lot of different countries' history on them, and they wanted to see how high debt affected their growth rates, yeah, but when they calculated the final average, they left out five countries, and that changed things pretty significantly so this is like an excel typo this is like an excel typo well, uh,
1: explain to me why it's significant though because this this is a paper
2: that was fundamental to this whole debate absolutely it came up this paper came up with this idea that once a country's amount of debt is equal to ninety percent of its wealth, yeah that country is going to have significantly lower growth, which means less jobs, less profit for everybody. And when we were talking about the budget deficit and the debt in 2011, 2010, 2012, everybody had this 90% threshold on their minds. From this paper. From this paper, hugely influential. uh, The Senate Democratic budget chair, the House Republican budget chair, the U.S. Treasury secretary, Bowles and Simpson, the budget guys, everybody knew that debt was this big problem. But it turns out maybe debt wasn't the biggest problem after all. Explain that a little bit. When you're making choices about the budget, especially right after the recession, it's a cost-benefit analysis. The government can spend more money now to boost the economy, deal with jobs, things Mm -hmm. like that. Or it can start to cut its spending and raise taxes so we borrow less money. Mm -hmm. And in the long term, economists think that having less debt is going to be better for the economy. But when you're coming out of a crisis, you have to make a decision
1: then and there. And that's what these guys said. Reinhardt and Rogoff said, we have to decide now. We have to cut now.
2: They went to a meeting in uh, April of 2011 where they met with 40 senators right before two or three weeks before the government was going to shut down. They got 40 senators in the same room? It's a very challenging thing to do. And they did it. And they told them, you need to act now. And that we can't afford to spend more money uh, to stimulate the economy. What do they say in their defense? Because it's, you know this has been out there for you know 24 hours now. Basically, they say that they are not the only people to find that high debt leads to low growth. But I think what they're missing and what a lot of critics have said is that this is really more of a correlation. And it's not clear if countries that are growing slowly have high debt or if high debt causes countries to grow slowly. And in macroeconomics, it's really hard to draw a
1: straight line between any two points. Well, let me pick up on that for a second, because th- there's some element of this that is macroeconomic sausage making, right? I mean, what economists do is they work weight certain things one way, they discount certain things, they issue informed opinion, and then they come out with a model.
2: 30 years ago, we probably wouldn't be talking about this. But why it matters is because when politicians in this country and, in fact, around the world were deciding what to do to save the economy after the recession, they were reading this paper. And it was scaring them. And it was
1: making them think, we need to cut the debt now if we want to save the economy. The example that comes to mind, and, and I guess economists would call it a natural experiment, right, is, is the U.K. versus us the past two, three years.
2: Absolutely, and, and this paper was read in the U.K. too, and they went in two different directions.